0: Welcome to Nerd Talk. It's our 25th episode. We are so excited, so much so that we brought in special guests. Hang tight, because we're about to get into an awesome episode with LEGO Masters Boone and Mark. Hey guys, and welcome to the 25th episode of Nerd Talk uh, with Jordan Halston. I'm super, super excited about this one. We have our celebrity guests, Mark and Boone. Guys, thank you so, so much for joining us. This is uh, a dream come true for me, getting to meet some guys that I looked up to. I watched you guys in season one. Super, super excited about it. Um, and as we kind of talked a little bit earlier, uh, you guys are talking about Legos, and like I got to nerd out with like some of my heroes in Lego. I was like, oh man, this is so cool. So guys, thank you so much for joining me today
1: absolutely thanks for having us yeah
2: thank you
0: absolutely so i want to start off by asking you guys uh because i typically ask what got you into the world of nerd but because this is a very lego inspired episode what got you guys started into the world of lego and mark we're gonna go ahead and start with you
2: well growing up in the early 90s pretty much every christmas and birthday we got lego and so i put that together and everything and then I went into you know you hit junior high or high school and then you kind of slow down at least some people do uh so I, I went into the what's known as the dark ages for a little bit <laughs> and then uh it was uh, our mutual friend Boone and I have a mutual friend his name's Brett Hooper and he and I were hanging out and I finally got to go to his garage one day and then he had this whole lego city set up in his garage and I've I' never that was my first experience with seeing like an adult build Lego, and then I thought, oh man, I used to love these uh, And so I quickly like you know the next day I went down to like uh, just Walmart or something. I picked up a couple sets and then put them together and then took them apart, put them together how I wanted them. And then, like, the rest is history. I asked my parents if they still had my old, on my old Lego, and they did. So I got that. And then, uh, yeah, and then it just kind of spiraled out of control. And, <laughs> yep, and then ended up meeting Boone uh, about a year later. And, yeah, been having fun ever since. Absolutely. So I've heard
1: Mark tell that story a number of times, and he always says he always says it tells it like it's the very next day he went to Walmart and bought some sets. And I'm curious, it, was it actually like the very next day?
2: I think it was. Yeah. I <laughs> kind of. I know, like uh, I was at Brett's house for a barbecue, so I don't think it would be very polite to leave the barbecue to go and get Lego. But I think it was like on my way home from work. And then I was like, you know, I think I want to get some Lego because I didn't have any at the time. And uh, I'm convinced it was the next day, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. What about you, Boone?
1: Uh, Yeah, so very similar to Mark. I played with Lego a lot when I was a kid. I have uh, memories of building in the late 80s. I have a Black Sea's Barracuda that was my Christmas present in 1990, and wow. I was really into a lot of like the sub space, like the the space sub themes of the 90s. So, M-Tron, uh, Black Tron, Space Police, Ice Planet. Um, yeah. So I had I had a lot of that stuff, and then I think it was like Time Cruisers. I remember moving from Arizona to Washington State in 97 and uh my dad offered to buy me you know i he knew that i was a little bit sad to be leaving my friends and there was i probably had a little bit of anxiety around this move but we had as a family kind of decided it was gonna be a good move but my dad had offered to let me pick out a lego set that i could pick out before we moved but i would save it to build after we got to our new home so that it was sort of like this uh you know a little bit of an incentive something to look forward to at the end of this big move and it was the time cruisers whatever that wacky time uh pirate ship thing with the dragon head and the flapping wings and and uh and that was the last set that i remember sort of buying or getting as a gift to like play with as a child would have been like ninety seven, and then um, I bet about two years went by, and I probably didn't buy any Lego, but I did. I still did enjoy kind of experimenting with Lego and having Lego around on display and stuff. And then in ninety nine, the very first Star Wars sets came out, and and that was just those two years kind of made the difference between like I, I completely remember getting that time cruiser set as the like the set of. A set of childhood, right, that I wanted, and I wanted to build it, and I wanted to play with it. And just two years later, I wanted a Star Wars set for for a very different reason, like, because it, it meant something to me, and I wanted to have it. And I wanted to build it, but I wanted to put it on display, and, and it was a big deal because, it, you know, in my recollection, it was the first time LEGO had, like, done a licensed theme, and it actually wasn't, but... It was the first time they did something major in the way that they did with Star Wars. And now, you know, uh, all these many years later, is 22 years later, it's still running and is maybe one of the most popular Lego themes of all time. Um, and, and so I got a couple Star Wars sets right around, you know, the turn of the century there. And then I uh, went to college, displayed those in my dorm room for a little while, got married. Then that was kind of when I hit the... Uh, wasn't really doing much with lego stuff in my early 20s until uh i i had a job maybe around the time i turned 30 doing um video production and right down the street from that video production house was a game store called guardian games here in portland and you know, all kinds of supplies for tabletop gaming and every game that you could imagine you could buy off the shelf there. And at the time that I worked at that video production studio, I, uh, I would walk to that game store on my lunch and they had a table full of used Lego pieces. And I'd never seen that anywhere. And you, can, uh, you, could, you could dig through and just kind of pick out whatever pieces you want and put them in a bag. And so I would do that on my lunch break and I would go down and and I would pick out some Lego pieces that I liked. And it was just so neat to me that there was this place where you could walk in and just kind of like look for the Lego pieces you were interested in. And that's how I started my kind of adult mock building collection of Lego pieces. And then it wasn't long after that that uh, Mark and I met digging through a very similar table at a very similar store. But maybe we can tell that story later. (laughs) you know for me uh i am a lot younger
0: uh i was born in 95 and so when i started playing it was kind of like the hey you're now old enough to play with legos like by the age on the box um and i remember (laughs) uh playing with i had a set where it was chewbacca and two wookies or not wookies uh ewoks and so i have like the ones where like they're not like super developed like it's one of those like the paint kind of rubbed off a little bit and like One's a completely brown with black eyes, and one's kind of like the, the tan with black eyes, and then the, the brown body. Um, and then I have the uh, Star Wars Episode IV uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO shuttle that had dropped on uh, Tatooine. Um, and so, like, those were the first ones that I remember. Um, and like like you guys said, there was that, that time where you kind of got out of Lego. Um, it wasn't, wasn't cool anymore, but I'm like, uh, I think it was always cool. Um, and I, I kind of was a little bit against the grain. Um, when I got into late junior high, um, I struggled with, with just being a little bit overweight um, and not a lot of friends and things like that. And I remember uh, getting back into Lego because it was something that I could just kind of develop myself. And, and I'm a pretty extroverted person, um, but I just I sat back and I was like, okay, I really want Lego. Like I feel like that would be – and I remember uh, one Christmas getting the, the clone gunship, and I thought that was really cool. Um, the whole like carrier gunship from episode two. Uh, that they drop Yoda off and all that. Um, I got one of yeah. those, and I thought that was really cool. And then I started uh, picking up, like, Marvel sets. And so now I have almost uh, one of every type of character. Um, so, like, I've got – I think I'm almost at every suit of Iron Man that they've released, um, which I, I think is really cool. Yeah, the one I'm missing at this moment, um, if anybody ever wants to get it for me, uh, <laughs> it's the, <laughs> the suit Iron Man, and it's, like, $50 on Bricklink. And I'm like, I just don't want to pay $50 for one minifigure. Like, that's just – not, not something I want to do. So I'm just keeping my eyes open. Like if I find it, like in, in like bins or anything, like when I'm out garage sailing or whatnot, I'm like, eh, I'll if I find it, I find it. Um, but I know, uh, as I was showing you guys earlier, I've got like the brother Thor set, um, or bro Thor set. Uh, I've got, uh, I've got, oh man, I've got the Deadpool, uh, the one Deadpool set that they came out with, uh, so far. And I walked into a Lego store one time and I said, uh, they, they had this, uh, build your own minifigure thing and I saw uh, when they did the the production for Deadpool 2 they did like this uh, Bob Ross kind of thing where he like dressed up as Deadpool as Bob Ross and I found this afro and I'm like oh my gosh and I said how much for just the afro and the guy was like dude if you're doing this for the Deadpool like you're talking about like take it like no big deal so I've got like a little afro I throw on my Deadpool every now and then I'm like this is great so yeah, I just I like to have fun with it, um, and so it just kind of creates like this nerd culture that uh, you know not everybody looks at Lego like it's super nerdy. It's just kind of one of those things that you're either really into or yeah, you're not really into it. Um, but then Lego Masters came out, and I'm like, <laughs> this show, and and I guess it it's pretty big in is it Australia? Is that where the original one started?
1: The <sighs> Australia was the first country to do like the style of unscripted reality TV show that we are accustomed to so gotcha it it had it had happened in the UK that's where it first was okay. and it had happened in Germany but then the Australia was the third country to do it and it was really Australia's format that kind of like set the what's like like set the bar for like the rest of the world's you know got yeah of lego masters okay which i think is is really
0: cool i you know i remember watching you guys uh the first episode come out and i just i was like man these guys that is it, they've got cool ideas like you guys just had a chemistry that not everybody had i mean everybody's kind of got like even in season two as we're watching now everybody's kind of got like uh like that chemistry brothers or best friends or or siblings of some sort like things like that but you guys you brought something very different and i think that as like my wife katie and i we were watching it and she was like you know i'm not into lego i'm not really into game shows and things like that but this is really cool i like and she she even said i really hope boone and mark win (laughs) like they're the two like i i want um and so our whole family like uh we just all started sitting down and watching it and we were just like this is awesome my parents and my brother uh and and all of them they were just like this is awesome so uh out of all of the series and sets and things like that to collect or build, what is your guys' favorites? And we'll
1: start with Boone. So we're talking official yeah. LEGO sets yeah. here? um, Well, the, there's a couple that I collect. Uh, I'm in the process of trying to get every official LEGO Batmobile. And I've got a lot of them. Um, you know, I'm... I don't know how many I'm missing. Uh, but, you know, I've got I think I've got 30-some-odd LEGO Batmobiles over there on the shelves. I didn't realize there were that um, many. That's awesome. Th- there's a lot. Yeah, and many of them, and I'll take just a quick moment to say that uh, I love to build my own Batmobile mocks, too, and I follow this guy on uh, Instagram called F111 Toys, and he builds a new Batmobile, like, every week, and I, the thing that I think is so cool about a Batmobile, about the Batmobile in general, is there have been so many in you know the history of the batman comic books and all of the films and the cartoons there's been so many that you you could build official batmobiles that have actually existed in batman canon and never run out yeah but but because the the icons are so singular so recognizable you can also build a car that no one's ever seen before, but if it has the right icons, everyone knows it's a Batmobile. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, that's that's one of my favorites. So I collect them and I build my own. And then uh, uh, Boba Fett's ship and and Boba Fett's stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of on my way to having all of the ship. And I have... I have yeah. most of the minifigures. I haven't gone out of my way to figure out like exactly which ones I don't have because I have the ones that are really hard to get. So there's there's uh, three or four Boba Fett minifigures that are that are uh, that are quite hard to get, and a couple of those are among you know probably the twenty most valuable LEGO minifigures. Um, and I so I, I have the ones that are really hard to get. So the ones that I, that i'm not aware of that i don't have i'll figure out what they are when i care about it and, and yeah. get it so batman and boba fett those are really my my big ones um i'll, I'll leave it at that that's enough <laughs> what, about, what about you mark
2: uh i think for me like i was thinking about that when boone was talking like um I love building mocks, like my own stuff. And so whatever I'm kind of into building at the time, I'll just start buying a bunch of those sets. Uh, like when I was, I built this big rolling Ninjago City uh, build, so I was buying a lot of Ninjago sets, and I got really into Ninjago and like uh, all the, the, the theme with that and all the sets, and that was right around the time the movie came out and had all the really cool, like, the new Ninjago City set. Um, and then, you know, we kind of I built that, and then we moved on. Boone and I did, like, a collaborative with a couple other guys in Portland, and it was Apocalypseburg because the LEGO 2 movie just came out. And so we did this giant display for our Portland show, uh, Bricks Cascade. Um, so I was buying a lot of, like, the LEGO movie two sets that time i got way into that and like um and then uh and then i think like i kind of we're just buying like the one-off sets like you know the the uh, the ghostbusters car and you know those you the stuff you put together and put on the shelf so i'll do those when i'm in between um like big projects but now like we're we're uh, we're going to a show in utah and so i'm started some new builds and uh one of them has to do with friends i'm doing a friends apocalypse outpost and this is my first time really building with friends stuff so that was fun to like go to the store and have to buy a bunch of friends stuff okay so i've sets. got a question then... on
0: that one is that like friends is in like the show friends cuz i know they just put out new sets or is that like the the lego friends where it's like the uh the girl sets
2: the, the theme, yeah, the, the theme. girl okay. sets. Okay. The, uh, I was like, those. I would
0: love to see you do some apocalyptic where you've got like Joey and Chandler like <laughs> running. Like, I would I would be all over that show. I'd be like, I'm there. Like, just I, let me know when and where I'm there. Like, that would have been awesome.
2: Like, it's only a matter of time at this point now that you gave me the yeah. idea. So, I'm like, uh, <laughs> there we go. Could there I be could any the whole, more
1: zombies?
2: <laughs> yeah, I could do the whole like uh, their coffee shop thing or their apartment. Yes. Anyways, uh, so. Yeah, I've been doing that, and then, I don't know, it's just kind of whatever I feel like building, I'll buy those sets and kind of get into that. And I don't know. Growing up, I liked the uh, the Ice Planet sets. This seems like I had a lot of those, um, like a lot. Like, everyone else had Pirates and Knights, and I just had, I guess maybe my parents really liked the Ice Planet, because they were the ones buying it for me, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Kind of whatever I'm into. That's what I like to build at the time, so.
0: I gotcha. I know that some some of my favorites uh, over the years were uh, they had the Space Cops. um, Oh, yeah. If you remember that set where it had, like, you had all these different aliens, and I would actually go and buy, like, there was one where it was, like, this yellow alien, and he was, like, just on a small little speeder. I think I had, like, five or six (laughs) of them, and that way, like, because I could just buy, like, a ton of those, and then I I would swap them out. And then when uh, the DC stuff came out, I'm a big Green Lantern fan, Uh, And so I actually switched out, I think I've got like four or five Green Lantern sets. So I had like Green Lantern and Sinestro and I switched out all the alien heads and body parts. So that way it was like they had the the insignias and all that. And then when they put out the the bagged minifigures, they did a Sinestro and then Green Lantern, a different Green Lantern. And you got the ring. And so like you got a power battery and a ring. And so like I started buying those so that way I could like match all of my characters. So they all got a power battery and a ring and, and I had a ton of fun with it so That's awesome yeah the uh the other thing that i'm really big into i loved uh i did have i kind of got towards the back end of the nights. um i know they did like the nexo knights and things like that but i remember uh my parents one year i think it was a birthday or something like that they got me a full castle set it was like the 120 twenty dollar set or something like that it's oh, so, wow. like i have like the big castle and um for a while there like i had it interchange out like who i was using so like i've got a ton of knights and things like that but sometimes it would be like we're on a night planet and i've got all my clone troopers like stationed and things like that or i'd put like the superheroes or something like that and like they would face off against whatever and i was like it was when i was younger and all that and it was a lot of fun and honestly if i could bring it all out today i'd
1: probably go and play with it that way too so but uh mark Mark and i are actually both building castles right now are you really uh for uh for a convention we're going to this weekend there was a, there was like a castle challenge. And so we both built castles and I've still got a long way to go and I need to be done in like the next three days. But, <laughs> um, but it was that thing where like, I've never really built castle. I, I, I built one little castle, uh, when I was a kid, actually, I've got it back here. I could show it to you, but I won't. Um, <laughs> and uh and so when I decided to build a castle for this convention, I was like, I need some knights, and I have none because it's just a thing that I never, I never you was in the castle. It, yeah, and so I never, so I brick linked, um, I brick linked a bunch of That's
2: black falcon because
1: awesome. they, the there's black falcons out right now, so they're somewhat affordable to get. But otherwise, man, if you're trying to build an army of knights, it can be like crazy expensive because everybody wants them everybody wants to make giant armies of knights for their big castle layouts
0: well I remember like with the Star Wars set specifically like you could go and buy like one set where it came with all the droids and it gave you like 20 droids and then you're like oh like are they gonna do the same with clone troopers and you get like three clone troopers on like the big set and it's like how do you build one of those? And then they came out with, like, where you could buy, like, the pack, like, the 10 to $15 pack where it came with four troopers, but you got all this extra stuff. I was like, I don't want all the extra stuff. I just want, like, just sell me, like, the clone troopers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I think that you would, like, I think Star Wars should definitely just go in and say, all right, we're going to just put out all these clone troopers. Like, you just buy a pack of 20 clone troopers, and that's all you're getting in this thing. And I think they, they could make total bank on it. Like, $20, it's a dollar per clone trooper, you get 20 troopers. And just, like, call it a day. They, they'd make bank uh, there. People would be like, I want an army of clone troopers. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah, I just, I, I saw some of those. Um, another one of my favorites was, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this. So in Infinity War, when that movie came out, the Lego worked with, with Marvel, and you had to buy every single set in order to get Thanos' gauntlet with all of the, the gems
1: in his gauntlet. And so, like, it was just this marketing. <laughs> I, re- I remember that, but I, I was far from trying to accomplish
0: <laughs> that. So, I, uh, I ended up buying all of them. I just, I, it was my first year where I had uh, my my quote unquote big boy paycheck. Um, I had just got a full time <laughs> job in youth ministry, and and I had a I had a good uh, tax return and all that. And I talked with my wife. I said, "Hey, I'm just gonna go go buy these. These are what I want to do." And she was like, "Okay," like. I can't stop you. Like, whatever. Like, you've got a job. I've got a job. We're, we're doing really well financially. Like, go ahead. So I remember getting, like, uh, is it the, the Milano? I can't remember if it's the Benatar yeah. or the Milano, but it's the orange ship. And there's two yeah. sets that connect together. And, I like, it was two years before I found out that they actually connect together. And, like, I said something on it, like, uh, I think it was Lego buy, sell, and trade. And I was like, guys, did you know this? And they're like, it was set on the box. And I'm like, shows me that I don't even look at the box. <laughs> I just got all excited about this thing. And so, like, I had it connected and all that. And then uh, Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum. I thought that thing was just sweet. But just the way they marketed yeah. it to where you had to go and buy every set to get all of the Infinity Stones. I'm like, that was genius. Absolutely <laughs> genius.
2: Yeah, so, they they know what they're doing. Yeah
0: so i want to i want to pull us back to lego masters you guys came in season one which of the challenges did you guys feel like challenged you the most out of because you guys ran the whole season um so what what challenge really like was the most challenging for
2: you Hmm. i think for me it was probably the first and the last challenge uh because the first one everyone just got there and we all just met and then everyone had something to prove and we we mm. didn't know anyone's building styles yet yeah or like what you know what what they like to build and and kind of what their themes are because um, I've thought about that because we've we've been asked that question before but then I've always said like oh the storybook challenge that one I didn't like you know well I didn't like it but that wasn't, I mean, we, it wasn't a challenge to build. That was actually a really fun one for us. We made the crab bite the yeah. taper waker's nose and everything. But I, I would think like the first and the last challenge, because the first one, everyone had something to prove. um, And it was really stressful. And so we didn't know anything about our time management or, or anything. Uh, we were just having fun. And then you know the last challenge. We is that same feeling like we we had a lot to prove, uh, we had a lot to you know do. I don't I don't know. It's like we made it so far, and like you don't want to, I guess, blow it. But uh, but that was also another. That was just a fun build to build. Also, I don't I don't know. What do you think, Boone?
1: Yeah, I still say. I still say storybook because, I, I I felt like that was the that was the least comfortable we were. Yeah, you know, I I feel like all the other challenges, maybe, you know, we we had I guess in in cut in half and city. Oh, I, lo-
0: I loved cut in half. We, that was my favorite. We had,
1: yeah, we we had some challenges, kind of like just figuring out what we were gonna do on those, but I feel like on storybook it's like the kids came along and told us you know it's like that they told us the story and then the kids came along and told us their part of the story and so it was really the only challenge in the whole competition where we were trying to do something specific and yet different from all the other teams at the same time you know so you had everybody yeah. had a everybody had a horse student gymnastics and everybody had a book chicken and and the, you know everybody had and so it was like all these different interpretations of the same thing so i felt like it was sort of we were a little bit hamstrung on on that challenge um like to the to the same story as everyone else and um and it just became difficult to kind of like capture like what is our unique vision when when we have to begin with you know this inspiration that's so similar for all the teams whereas on you know on all the other challenges it's like kind of an open book of course every challenge had its you know, had its own rules. Every challenge had its own kind of di- directive of like, here's what you're trying to do with this challenge. But I felt like on every other challenge, it was far more orp- op- open, It was far more open-ended about like, what, where are we going to go? What are we really, what do we think is a really good idea for this? And how are we going to get there? Um, so that's the reason I, I say, I don't like, what was that episode seven?
0: Yeah, it was somewhere. I think somewhere it was seven.
1: Yeah. Six that's, was the That's bridge. still my answer. Yeah, so, six was awesome. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I wanted
0: I wanted to talk about that one. Did you guys feel challenged by the bridge, like when you started to see everyone else's bridges, how everything kind of started lining up and how? Because like I I watched like as just a viewer, not being a part of it. Like I saw your guys' mentalities and everyone like in the groupings. They're like, oh, we want to give it just enough flexibility, or we want to give it this dynamic or this, and and they started talk about it. And then you see the ones where they're like, "We're just gonna slap all these bricks together and hope that it it turns out well." And then, like, you guys were holding like massive amounts of weight, so wh- how did you guys feel about that?
2: Um, I like that challenge. I I think for us it was we had a clear like game plan of what we wanted to do like structurally. Uh, the only challenge really was trying to make sure we. Got enough of it done, so we didn't have what happened to like Mel and Jermaine, where the road height didn't match. Yeah. So that was probably the most stressful. Like we we got to a point where we knew, okay, this this bridge is going to hold a lot. We had no idea how much it was going to hold, um, and we knew we just needed to to make sure we got it to the road height and that it looked good. And I think. Like that challenge, I remember just like we're down to the seconds and just still like putting plates down in these spots and like hammering them down with your fists and stuff. And and just sweat is literally dripping because it was like we were trying to fill in the roadway. And uh, I kept trying to tell Boone, like, let's just use whatever color we have. And he was very picky about, no, it needs to be black. And and think thank goodness that you kept me online because I was just going to start throwing whatever colors down, but then it, it wouldn't have looked as good. Um, I don't know. I, I like that one. That was probably one of my favorite ones because it was just uh, structure. And, and like for season one, that was pretty much our structure challenge of like, okay, we're going to, well, besides like the explosion challenge, um, it was more of a physical challenge and you had to make it look good. Uh, It seems like season two has a lot of those. Like, yeah, uh, they had the shake one and a couple other, you know, it's like that's that's kind of like I I really enjoy building that way. Um, Yeah.
1: I think for um, that bridge challenge to me seemed to be like the most physically challenging to us. Um, Like we just like Mark was saying, we were just literally laying pieces faster than any other challenge we had you had done, you know, faster than I've ever laid brick in my life. Right. Like it's like, boom, 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 boom. And we did, it's like, for the last two hours or something like that, we were just flying as fast as we possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was definitely challenging, but, um, you know, we were looking around the room and they would come around and they, I've told this story so many times, but I'll, I think it's a good illustration of kind of how we felt about our bridge. The producers or Will or the brickmasters would come around and try to get us to say a number, right? <laughs> like they try to get us to say like how much weight is your bridge going to hold? And I think they want to create, you know, they just want to have choices of like what can we create, what's the narrative that we can create in this in this uh, you know episode? And um, so they would keep coming by. How much? How much weight is this going to hold? And I kept saying I have no idea how much it's going to hold. Um, because I'm just a really poor judge of weight. Like I don't have any I don't have any, <laughs> any like I'm not a carnival frame worker. Of reference.
0: I, I don't you know weight. You're like I'm not a carnival worker. I don't I don't guess weights <laughs> for a living.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh so I, I said looking around the room, I think our bridge will hold at least as much as any other bridge in the room. And and a lot more than some of the bridges. And uh so when we started um we started testing the bridges. I think Aaron and Christian's bridge was the first bridge. Was it the, or, or the or yeah. maybe maybe Sam and Jessica? But anyway, no,
2: Aaron and Christian were first.
1: Aaron and Christian were first, and um, their bridge held like four hundred and forty-five pounds, and they were they were celebrating because um, they had beat the Australia. They had they had beaten the Aust- the best Australian bridge. Okay. Yeah. With with four hundred forty-five pounds. And so they they thought they had won the challenge. But and then they, we went to lunch. And, and and I when when their bridge broke at 450, that gave me a frame of reference. And I walked over to a production assistant and I said, Are they ready to put a thousand pounds on these bridges? And the uh, the production assistant laughed at me, just kind of chuckled it off. Oh and my gosh. and after lunch. That, that episode went on and on and on with trying to test those bridges because they ran out of weight, and then they got some from the prop department, and then they ran out of weight again. Which even Will said,
0: the... hey, we had to take a break so that way we could get all this, all the extra weights, and we literally have nothing more. Like, I, I remember him talking about that. He's like, we can't even actually test the full strength before it becomes a, a hazard. Um, yeah. And I was like, holy mackerel. So, so. Were you guys tempted to go and walk across the bridges after knowing how heavy, like, that, or how much weight it could hold? Like, did you guys ever be like, I weigh, like, 200, or I weigh, like, 150, or whatever, like, you guys weigh, and be like, yeah, like, I could walk across this bridge now, like, no sweat.
2: They, uh, yeah, funny you say that, like, um, they had our, since uh, Tyler and Amy's bridge, and then our bridge didn't break, so they didn't really know what to do with them. Because they were kind of cracked and a little destroyed a little bit. Yeah. And they were so compact that they couldn't, like, have the the team that takes all the builds apart take it apart because it was so dense. Yeah. It would take forever. And um, so they just had them, like, backstage. And there's actually somewhere floating around of, like, Sam Hatmaker laying on one of the bridges all casual, just laying on it. I, one of the production people took a picture and everything, but I've never seen this picture, but I just remember thinking, like, okay, that's cool. Like, we built that, and, like, that's even awesome. with the cracks on the end, it still held them. That is so, so cool.
0: Yeah, because I, I started to about that. I was like, like, I could stand on it and, like, just walk across your guys' bridges because, like, the, holding that much weight, I'm like, I bet, like, four of me could easily fit on that. Like, that's no big deal. Like, we, <laughs> we might even be able to jump and it still hold because it was like, oh, this thing will hold, like, a 1,000 pounds right here, and then like we don't know how much extra because we don't have the weight and I was just like man dude like this is awesome like just seeing like I think it it shows not only like hey what can builders do but it shows like you know Legos are built very well it's not just like because like my my wife is very uh anti-plastic toys and I told her I was like understand you can't say that like with Lego Lego is a plastic toy like that is my that is my toy and when uh, I've got a, a one and a half year old and I said when Oliver gets older like my Lego collection will be something he and I will play together with um and and he likes some of the the bigger Bionicle kind of stuff uh because he can like play yeah. it's just bigger um not not the small pieces and uh and so just looking at that I'm like and she she sat back after watching some of the episodes um we had that conversation again and she was like, I'm totally okay with Lego like lego is, is built tough and it's like one of those things like no I'm, I'm totally fine with with that but not like like she likes the melissa and doug toys and all that like the wooden stuff and she's like no lego's lego is like the one plastic toy that is allowed in my house and i was like that's fine <laughs> doesn't bother me like totally fine as long as i've got lego or we're, we're
1: in the right and and the thing is you know it's sort of like about motivation and i i know for a lot of people i don't i don't know what is you know specifically your wife kind of believes about that but for a lot of people, and for me even, you know, I have a really hard time walking through the toy aisles, and you know, being at the dollar store, and just there's just there's so much garbage yeah. produced and sold every single day, and and so much of that stuff just will go into the earth and be garbage forever, you know, uh, and so I know a lot of people have have certain feelings about that and that may be why they make the decisions they make or at least that's one of the reasons but the thing about Lego is for the most part Lego does not get thrown away Lego gets passed down from parents to children um, and Lego old enough now that I, there are grandchildren that are you know um, inheriting Lego pieces or Lego sets that their grandparents played with um, and people, even even if people lose interest in lego you know they find somewhere for it to go because um you know parents value it for their kids you know and and um teachers value it for their students and collectors value it uh you know for its collectibility. builders value it for its you know to us it's like an art uh you know it's like art supplies right um And uh, so anyway, I I think that there are a lot of reasons to make an exception like your wife has done.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And I don't know if you guys know about this, but there was a ship. uh, It says, the Cornish beaches where Lego washes up. So uh, it's it's a whole article um, from 2014. I don't know if you guys know this story or not. Um, I always like to tell it just because I think it's so cool. Like you said, it's one of those, like, people, like, adore Lego. It's just one of those long long toys that's been around for almost 100 years it's just it's really cool and there was a ship that had all these legos and the ship went down and so all these legos are now in the like the ocean but they're washing up on the shore and so like you'll find and it's the deep sea lego sets that were were in there and so like you'll find like an octopus lego that shows up on on shore and so like it's oh, so awesome. cool to see like cuz people will go and just just go up and down the, the I think it's the Cornish shores is what it was saying I tried to pull up the article real quick but it was, uh, the BBC news was just talking about, uh, from 2014, it's talked about how people would walk up and find like a shark or an octopus or parts of a boat or things like that, like from these sets. And it was because there was just like one of the, the shipping units that was going to the United States, it sank or or something like that. And it, it sank and the containers busted up and things like that. And so the Legos all started to drift out and like the bags ripped probably from animals, like trying to eat at it or whatever. And, And things like that, like, it just, like, all these things just started floating out. And so, like, there's Lego pieces that just show up on shores. And people, like, (laughs) they're they're some of the most highly sought-after sets because of the story behind it, Um, which I think is really, really cool. Um, Just as a Lego guy, I'm like, how cool would it be if you just, like, took a vacation and then, like, go on shore and find, like, one of those, like, just even a few pieces from the sets or something like that. You're just, like, on, like, Lego beach or something like that. So
2: Awesome.
1: (laughs) Yep. So there's a oh man, there's a whole story I could tell about one of my favorite Lego product designers named Justin Ramsen and uh, he actually got to be part of a I think it was not BBC but Channel Four is another popular network in uh, yeah in the UK and they made a documentary about Lego and one of the aspects of this documentary is how people apply and go through the process of becoming a Lego product designer
2: and oh, and cool. they
1: were making this documentary and Justin just happened to be one of the people that they latched onto for this documentary and um they so they followed him through the process of uh of becoming a Lego product designer uh in this documentary but at the beginning of the documentary he's on the beach looking for the Lego pieces
0: right? that's Up yeah <laughs> that's that's really cool i i love that kind of stuff i I think it's so cool when you start to see some of the story behind stuff and when people get really involved. And then it gives you a good story to tell later on. Like, you guys have these amazing stories of, hey, we've been to this convention. Hey, we ran into this person. Hey, we got to be on Lego Masters. Hey, you're now on Nerd Talk, because that's going to be part of your <laughs> new story. So, uh, But no, I just I think that that kind of stuff is really, really cool. Um, okay, so I asked one of my friends, Michael, uh, he is uh, a young kid uh, from Ohio, and I... I When I found out that you guys were going to be here, I asked him, I said, you know, I get to meet Boone and Mark. And he was like, no way. And I'm like, dude, yeah. And he I think he's like uh, 11. He might be 12 by this point. Uh, His birthday is is coming up. And so I'm talking with him and I said, I need you specifically to ask whatever question you want. So I'm going to have Michael go ahead and ask his question
2: now. What is your favorite part about Lego and why? Oh, for me, my favorite part about Lego and why would be that you can build anything you want. Anything, like anything your brain can come up with, you can build. And you can use uh, all the parts as far as like, you could use one thing for one build and then take it apart and build something completely different. You could build a pirate ship into a spaceship and just uh, whatever your imagination can come up with like that's your creativity and that's the way you get to use it to express your creativity that's
0: awesome
1: that's such a good answer um that would be my answer so i'll make up another one and i'll just say the the fan community i love connecting with the lego fan community it's been a really awesome uh, pleasure to kind of be a part of that over the last number of years that's awesome guys. Thank you so lot, much. A lot a lot, lot of support. I, there are people there is there's is some hate out there, but for the most part what I see is the love and the connection and the encouragement to each other to to be creative and and you know try new things and do our best and all that. Yeah.
0: I uh, I know that one of my favorite things about Lego is just as you said it's it's a good community. It's it's good. And you can repurpose your Legos and then you can also allow your creativeness just to explore. Um, I remember buying a uh, the Ghost Rider set that recently came out earlier this year, um, where it's the the black car. It's uh, uh oh, yes. Robbie Reyes' car. And I had just started getting into the Speed Champions set and I double or I, I customed my own Ghost Rider car so it like doubled <laughs> so you could put a certain an extra person in and so like sometimes I put Deadpool in with, with him or I'll put like Spider Man or whatever. Um, oh, that's cool. But I, I like to have that, um, and people when I when I share that, like you said, sometimes there's a little bit of hate. There's a little bit of like, uh, like some a little bit aggressive comments uh, when when you share that stuff. But most of the time, it's a lot of love, um, and like you get to see stuff and you share it with others, and it's it's really cool. I like that too. Um, so if you guys could create a Lego set with any theme, any character, any type of thing like that, and you guys got to push that through Lego, and it's like your specific set. Um, I see you smiling over there, Boone. I feel like you've got, like, the stellar answer over here. Or you're going to just, like, you've got a good good one. Um, what would it be and why? Like, why would that be your set if you could push anything through LEGO?
1: My answer is always to to this question, but you threw me a little bit. So I smiled at first, and then when you said if if this was the set, if you got to be the person to push this set through... That that makes me like want to pause a little bit and, <laughs> and 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 give it some more thought. But my gut reaction to this is Star Trek. Uh, you know, it it is one of those things that everybody says won't happen as long as Star Wars is held. Um, you know, by Lego. Um, I, I suppose that could be true, uh, but I see a lot of people build Star Trek. I think it's one of the biggest franchises you know of pop culture history that lego has never touched um you know i mean and that is to say of the ones that lego has never touched it's got to be one of the largest right but um yeah i would just love like the minifigures would be great like a bridge set would be awesome like some models of the ships would be great uh but uh I want because you said like if you got to be the person that would could like push this through the Lego. Like instead product of like design.
0: Thanos' head in the top left corner of the box or top right corner of the box, like your face is right there. Like you're the one pushing <laughs> it.
1: That doesn't happen. <laughs> so it would be that no, if 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 it were my face, it would be my face next to Mark's face and and like it would be some sort of Lego Masters set.
0: You know, so, that would be honestly really cool if we got like miniature builds of what you guys did. I think that would go over so well. What about you, Mark?
1: Yeah, a, one oh. of the challenges of that is is that, that, you know, there's a different series in many different countries, and um, LEGO doesn't tend to produce so much for, you know, specific markets anymore. They used to. They used to do a lot more of that, but
2: anyway. Well, now I want to change my answer. Because, <laughs> like, cause that's, I like that our... Uh... You don't really see it too much on the finale episode, but our original idea for Artopia—it uh, kind of—it got shot down in a way. the The theme didn't get shot down. The whole like different levels of creativity. It was that it kind of looked had a very similar look to some of our other builds, which is crazy because at home I don't build like these nice polished builds I like to build like apocalyptic stuff and which was my original answer of like doing more of like a Mad Max series or like 80s movies uh but anyways um so our original theme was to have this big building and then every floor would be able to pull out and then have a different so like this this one you could pull out and it would be like everyone's painting or like doing pottery and stuff and like all the minifigs. And then we thought how cool that would be to like, if you had if you were a kid and you had a bunch of friends over, everyone could kind of pull out one of the sections they wanted and, and play with that. You know, I don't know, it's hard to describe. I haven't thought about that in a long time, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll go with my original answer of like really cool 80s movies themes. Because uh, they like they have the the Ecto one, but it's just a car. And then I don't know. It'd be cool to have like uh, the Interceptor from Mad Max and different theme stuff from the eighties movies. And... Like
0: a Speed Champions, but of like just the cool eighties cars. Yeah, that would be. You'd have like Night awesome. Rider and and yeah, I can't, all, yeah. Have all of them. That'd be cool.
2: I love that answer. Yeah, that's a better answer. I like that one. Edit the first one out. That's... <laughs>
0: Uh, you know I, I started looking so uh, I buy a lot of movies. I'm a real big movie buff. I like to to sit down and watch movies and I started thinking how cool would it be if they did like the monster movie franchise so like Godzilla oh. or like King Kong and things like that like because now that because I feel like it was a big thing with like older generation of movies and now we're starting to see like we have all these amazing graphics. we can do King Kong, we can do Godzilla, we can do like all these different yeah. monsters and I'm like, how cool would it be? with, like, those creator, like, the expert creator sets where you get, like, you build, like, the whole city line and then you just get Godzilla and you just get to, like, trash it or <laughs> something like that. Like, he just walks through and, like, you get to, like, maybe, like, one of the spots, like, you get to pull something out. Kind of like the uh, the new uh, Daily Bugle set where you have uh, the, the busting out with uh, Green Goblin. Like, you see, like, the shattered yeah. window effect and things like that. Like, maybe some interchangeable pieces for other sets. I'm like, that would be, be really awesome. cool. Cause I just, I think that, you know, there's people who like to display and there's people who like to play. Um, And, and, you know, we all kind of, I, at least through this process, I've kind of started to see like, we're all a little bit of both. Like we got, we like to have our our play time, but we also like to have, you know, the things that we display. Um, And so I just think that it would be a lot of fun just to have like a giant Godzilla, just like wrecking through like the (laughs) the creator expert. So, but yeah, I just, I think that stuff would be awesome. So, guys, I have had so, so much fun doing this. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, It is time to wrap it up, but we have celebrated 25 episodes, and so I could think of no better way than to invite guys that I look up to. I think you guys are are just the coolest. Um, You guys walk in, and I'm just like, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, when, when you guys hopped into this call, I was like, this is real this is real. This is so cool. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. and so I just got so, so excited. So guys, thank you again to our listeners. Uh, make sure you like, and subscribe. We will be doing some events and things like that, trying to give some giveaways. So make sure you're following and liking us for that. Uh, again, thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we will yeah, catch yeah. you guys here next time on nerd talk.